there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Very good. And yourself? How is it for you? Oh, oh, you've you've mixed it up a bit there, Josh. You've mixed it up. You've caught me off guard. How do I respond? How do I reply to this? Um, I've just made my usual uh, response a bit wordier. It's true. It's true. Uh, I, I will. I, I will work out how to reply to this because uh, life f- finds finds a way. Oh. And uh, I'm doing well. And it's mostly because, of course, I've spent the last hour and a half playing Jurassic World Evolution. Josh, I don't believe you. <laughs> uh, yes, for work purposes, of course. Of course. For our theme park video game review series, the penultimate. Instalment, in fact, it's been a long emotional journey, not quite at the end, but very, very close to it. How are you feeling, Josh, on the cusp of of the finale? Here? Again, I can't quite believe it. It, it, it feels like a real journey. Um, we've been embattled uh, in this quest for 30 years or more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to believe, but this this series started before coronavirus. We were recording still in the studio uh, when this series began in the early days of Rollercoaster Tycoon 1 and Theme Park, the original. We were recording those episodes together. And uh, I think actually the vast majority of this series at this point has in fact been on these uh, lockdown remote calls, but it did start in, in normal times. Which feels like a very long time ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, but uh, just when you think you're on the cusp of normal times, you know, vaccines on the horizon. Uh, Brexit, Josh. Brexit. 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 Oh. Uh, yes. I'm looking forward to Brexit tycoon. Brexit. <laughs> yeah, Brexit tycoon. Oh, a, a, just a Britain management sim. Like, can you keep <laughs> the supply chains alive? <laughs> Will you Post, build a wall around Kent? Post-Brexit, yeah. <laughs> Electrified fence around Medway to keep the coronavirus in. You have to go out on a helicopter and tr- tranquilise the locals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would absolutely play Brexit Tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to be working on that, right? Some witty British developer out there has got to be working on a Brexit Tycoon game. Yeah, uh... You could. Uh, I've, I've thought of another name for it. Uh, you could call it uh, Sim Shitty. <laughs> that is very good. I. Uh, I mean, I think I would play this, but also it wouldn't be a great kind of. It wouldn't be a great source of escapism, would it? You'd sort of, you know, it'd just be sort of life simulator at that point. Just crap Sims, basically. Uh, yeah. Um, at least I'd be forcing it upon someone else instead of. Forcing it upon, like having it forced upon me. I guess so, yeah. I guess so. But uh, boy, oh boy, yeah. That's um, just a couple of weeks away at this point. So we'll see how that goes, I guess. I'm veering on the side of not very well. Don't ask me why, you know. It's just the sets I get. <laughs> uh, but if you do listen to this podcast uh, in France or Germany, you won't be able to get it from January 1st. Yes, that's very true. You're going to have to come up with a sort of was a VPN solution. If you yeah. want to, if you're in the EU and want to keep listening to the Park Rush podcast after January first, you are going to need to sort that out because it looks like it's going to be no deal. And of course, you know, I do understand to be fair that the Park Rush access to the Park Rush podcast is maybe one of the key sticking points when it comes to uh, trade negotiations. It, it is, yeah. I um, think the EU want access to like at least 25% of all profits that are sourced by the Park Rush podcast, you know, tax profits, I mean, uh, yes. for, for the government. It's an interesting negotiating manoeuvre from them. I think I can understand it. I think their, their sort of point is, well, look, uh, a lot of uh, the entertainment value that Park Rush is able to get out of the theme park industry is very reliant on EU countries, you know, Disneyland Paris, for example, in, in France or Europa Park in Germany. So we should get a, a share of the incredible tax wealth that the podcast generates for the for the UK, but uh, Boris Johnson is not of a mind to accept that kind of proposal. And you know, on one on one hand, I can understand it. We do bring in a lot of money for the British economy, Josh. It's it's true, yeah. Um, untold fortunes, absolutely. Um, 
You know, wow. uh, we we bring in so much that the Bank of England just can't keep track of it, and they've been you know had to set up a task force to track it down. Yeah, billions going missing. I've heard I've heard that as well. I've heard that as yeah. well. Uh, we've tried to keep it out of the public domain, but I think we do have to be completely transparent with people about just why Brexit seems to be taking the, the direction that it has. Uh, and, and ultimately, you know, you've heard a lot about fish. You've heard, heard a lot about the level playing field. But uh, Park Rush is, in fact, a huge part of why it's all going wrong. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I'd so, like to say uh, I'd apologise, but I, I don't care, you know. Uh, no, no. Why would we? Uh, yeah. Rule Britannia and all that yeah. and stuff. I've got a bed made of money. <laughs> You're like the guy in Breaking Bad. Just set, yeah. lays down for a naff on a huge <laughs> pile of cash. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to be I'm... worth nothing <laughs> in a little while. How do you think uh, I've managed to get this roller coaster built in the garden? Well, exactly. Exactly. Um, you, you are the true roller coaster tycoon. It's true. Um, I've actually, um, I'm getting a flume put in. Uh, oh, nice, nice. At the at the bottom isn't a pool of water; it's a pool of money. Great, Scrooge McDuck style. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. fun. I look forward to seeing it when the pandemic's over and I can come round again. Uh, yeah. at some point in about nine years' time. <laughs> uh, speaking of roller coaster tycoon, you may be out there, long time listeners, wondering and thinking, "Have I missed an episode?" I thought they were going to do roller coaster tycoon adventures, which comes before Jurassic World Evolution in release date. And uh, you're you're right. We we were intending to do that, but um, we've been scared off by the forty five pound asking price on the eShop for for the for the Switch version of that game. The only version of that game being the Switch version. And having looked into it a bit more since then, because we did actually do some sort of um, on air production a week or two ago when we were talking about that game and thinking, well, you know, maybe we should just suck it up and buy it just for. Uh, you know, so we're so we're as thorough as we can be for the sake of this podcast. But I mean, looked into it a bit more. I mean, it really does just look like a very lazy port of RCT Touch, which we yeah. covered on the podcast uh, a while back when I tried it and streamed it. In fact, so it looks like that with the microtransactions taken out, and so yeah, it's, that it's embarrassing. Quid seems seems excessive embarrassing josh that's strong words i mean you looked into it a bit more than me you watched some actual videos of it right i mean do you, i did do you very briefly touch on exactly what you saw and what scar do you sew before we move on to jurassic world uh so it's almost like um do you know when you were playing it on your ipad or your it was your ipad right oh, my ipad yeah 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 so it's almost like if you watched that stream of uh or, or like you did played it um but so everything's identical, but then they've taken out the like time limits on stuff, so you don't have to like pay your way to win. But it's still the same gameplay and the same lackluster rides and customizations, and mm. <sighs> it's just uh, you just look at it and go, "Oh, really? This this is all you could muster? Is this all you can muster, Atari?" depressingly so yes i mean roller coaster yeah. tycoon and games of that ilk do seem like they you know the switch would be a decent home for those kinds of games in fact the game we're talking about today is on the nintendo switch as well but yeah a, a I port mean, I of think... uh was it rct classic uh the, no rct3 the... is also on switch the yeah yeah but i'm saying if they, if they did a port of rct classic oh i see for, for the switch. switch that seems ideal yeah, probably. We did do we did cover RCT Classic in full on this podcast. You can go back and listen to that. The RCT Touch discussion was not a dedicated episode. That was just on an episode. I couldn't tell you how long ago it was. Time is broken. <laughs> it could have been <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. It could have been months ago. I three days. Remember. Three days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we did talk about it. And I mean, we, we weren't glowing in our praise, put it that way. That is, that is certainly a way of saying that. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you're if you're morbidly curious about RCT Adventures for Switch, uh, it's worth noting you can get it cheaper than the asking price on the eShop on Amazon. It's about thirty pounds for obviously the physical version of the game. I think that's also, frankly, uh, probably a ripoff based on what I've seen and heard you say about it. But it is there if you're, um, as I say, morbidly curious. Yes. 
but uh, that's all we're going to say about it, Josh, I think, unless you've got anything else that came to mind when you were looking into it. Um, don't buy it. Would you, as a, as a, as a condition of Britain uh, not leaving the European Union, would you commit to playing RCT Adventures for, let's say, three hours a night every day for a year? If, if Brexit doesn't happen? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd do that. Yeah. Really? Okay. Fine. I mean, it's, um, I mean, yeah. That's to be fair. That's a small price to pay, I think, to avoid economic ruin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, um. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you know you'd have to keep telling yourself that. You know, in the dark days, you know, when you're into like the fourth month of doing this every day. You know, who knows how many hours played by then? I mean, you really would yeah. be, and you've got to commit to this. You know, you can't just sort of leave it on in the background while you're doing something else. You've got to be attention fully focused on on the game. So, oh, that's wow. Okay. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it's, um, it's tough. That is that would be tough. It's tough. I'm not gonna lie. It's tough. Yeah. Um, but you know, if it's I, I'm not sure if there's enough game I'm, there. You know, probably not. You know, that's why that's it's a, all. That's, that's why it's a, a thousand hours. You know? You've got to commit to something truly grueling. I think to uh, to to in exchange prevent Brexit. You know, the it's such a yeah. prize. It needs to be. You really need to put the work in to achieve it. And I feel like three hours a night of RCT adventures <laughs> is uh, is uh, clearly as, the way as rough to go. as it gets. To be honest. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty. That is rough. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's move on. Let's move on. Jurassic World Evolution. Before, just very briefly again, actually, before before we start, it's kind of a, a, along the lines of this, uh, we should note uh, Velocicoaster, uh, the upcoming Jurassic World coaster at Islands of Adventure, has been testing this week. Uh, very visibly, in fact, Universal have been quite open about it, tweeting videos and showing it off and getting getting people excited for it. Uh, it's very true. I mean, it seems pretty far along. I mean, the fact that it's not opening till summer almost feels like. I mean, it feels to me almost like they. I mean, I don't know enough about roller coaster construction, how long this kind of stuff takes. I'm sure they are a little bit scarred by what happened with Hagrid and how that was kind of a mess for a while when it first opened. They want to make absolutely sure that this doesn't run into similar problems, but it seems like they're making very good schedule to meet the summer opening and maybe. They, I, I don't know if it'll get brought forward selfishly. I. Hope so, because on the small chance that this trip we've got planned for April, May goes ahead, it would be great if it was there, but I think it's probably going to stick to summer. I, th I guess the only thing I would say, and I don't know what you think about this, is I would imagine the summer opening date originally was kind of designed to tie in with the new film, and now that the new film is not coming out until 2022, maybe Damn. they feel less pressure to stick to that date and if they feel like it's ready to open sooner than that maybe they will move it up yeah that seems sounds reasonable mm, um but, uh, yeah uh, yeah well they do uh, yeah maybe um man it looks cool um i'm really looking forward to it um i'm hope i think that the, the family plans are 2022 so all things considered, probably we'll be going in 2022. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, don't be Josh, you're not going to be able to afford a nice holiday in 2022. After a year and a half of Brexit, you'll have no money left. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> you're going to want to set uh, off now, I think, or you're going to get stuck in terrible Kent traffic trying to get to the airport. That, that is true. Yeah. Well, that's to... the thing. We're we're on the we're weirdly on the good side of Kent, right? Oh, I guess actually. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's only really a problem. I mean, the only times these days that I ever go east, really, uh, and therefore you know potentially rubbing up on on post Brexit traffic jams are for our annual Christmas time trip to Port Limzoo. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe maybe this year's trip, if it's allowed to go ahead, I think zoos are still open in tier three. I'm pretty sure they are. Uh, yeah. If 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 it goes ahead this year, it might feel particularly poignant because it might be you know the final time we feel like we can go you know without running into ridiculous 
traffic issues you know it'll be like four days probably by then before brexit happens well i guess brexit has happened right but it'll be four years before we're like properly properly split from the eu uh will potentially be when we go to port Lim. so well yeah. i mean and on a clear day uh, at port Lim zoo you can see across the channel and see the french coast so uh not you know, given the middle given the middle finger as <laughs> from across from no. the zoo see if anyone They've can moved. see us <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah of course sorry we've been since brexit's happened we've been actually uh people have you know hundreds of thousands of people have been stationed on the shore of britain just with oars just <laughs> just you know paddling the country further away from france uh we were hoping that we'd reach the us you know and be welcomed with open arms but now that trump's out we're sort of just stranded in the middle of the atlantic <laughs> just I think that's going what... around on the currents yeah, yeah, I think that's what's happened. Um, right, that's enough of that. Uh, uh, Jurassic World Evolution. Uh, I've been playing it. Played some yeah. a few weeks ago, started the campaign. Played some more as of recording just now on stream. You can go and watch the archive if you like. I played it for longer than I thought I would. <laughs> played it for like an hour and 25 minutes on on the stream at uh, twitch.tv slash parkrush. Josh, you watched some of it you didn't play any of it for the purpose of this show but you are obviously familiar with the game and uh i guess you know from pre-release you were keeping track of it because on paper it's the kind of thing that i think we'd both be into uh what, what are kind of your memories of like uh, keeping track of the game leading up to release because it, it wasn't like a tie-in game directly to the film it came out in 2018 so a few years after the first jurassic world film came out uh, i have thing to remember it got announced at like an xbox event i seem to remember and, I think I might be right, um, and and being kind of hyped for it because on paper a Jurassic World game made by the people who made Roller Coaster Tycoon and you know Planet Coaster and would go on to make Planet Zoo sounds like a kind of a match made in heaven. Uh, I assume you were pretty excited for it, also. Yeah, um, I was really excited for it. Uh, I I was watching the so Frontiers does a really good job of like fairly regularly like multiple times a week they do a live stream on youtube that you can watch and it's usually updates or uh certainly early in the games uh like startup uh it's updates and here's some new things that we've added to the game and that sort of thing but in the build-up to a game it's all about hey here's this element of the game here's that element of the game um here's something that we've been working on but it's going to be improved a little bit by the time the game comes out blah blah blah, blah. So I was kind of watching quite a few of those, keeping track of it that way, um, and um, it's it's from that point really, I guess, that uh, my opinion of the game went from pretty hyped to yeah, maybe I'll pick this up later. Right. Yeah. What what was the reason for that? Just the more you saw of it, or the reviews? Because it didn't review particularly well it got a pretty mixed reception i remember being kind of up for it uh, i think originally i think it did come out actually console day and date with pc i think it was a pc ps4 xbox one game at launch it has since come to the switch uh, yep. i don't think it's on mobile or anything like that even though to be honest there are things about it that would look feel right at home on mobile i think the ui in general is quite mobile-ish it's quite big and like it, I don't know. It just looks a bit sort of cheap to me. And the game is full of progress bars, like waiting for bars to fill up before you can actually do the things that you want to do. And as we'll get to, that's basically my big problem with the game. But uh, yeah, I, I I didn't end up getting it at launch. I think the thing that put me off, it's probably similar to you, was uh, watching the uh, giant bomb quick look of it actually, and just watching that and thinking, I don't know, this seems kind of boring like in some ways not enough going on and in other ways more going on than i want to handle and to be fair that's kind of been my experience of it playing it for myself um, yeah it's like kind of um i don't know certainly a game based on jurassic world uh mm. there's a lot going on in jurassic world right um rightly or wrongly depending on how you feel about it compared to the original films uh yeah but i think that a jurassic world makes a better 
theme park, uh, Jurassic Park game than Jurassic Park necessarily does. Yeah, because I mean, Jurassic Park never actually opened, right? So Jurassic World is like a fully fledged theme park, and you know, it's it's very easy to be cynical. And I certainly was at the time. You know, I didn't like how uh, how much marketing uh, how much marketing stuff was in the park in the film. You know. It, it all felt very kind of dirty, like all the Samsung branding all over it. I mean, I guess if such a thing existed, it, that is probably how it would go down, to be honest. You probably would have, you know, yeah. ridiculous, you know, corporate branding over all the attractions. But I don't know. Um, it just felt even Disney, more right? egregious. Yeah, I guess Disney does have a lot of that. But I don't know. It felt even more egregious. Like you can walk around, you, you know, it would be like going to Islands of Adventure and 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 Zeus Landing being like Zeus Landing presented by you know uh, Mattel or some other kids company <laughs> uh, it, that's kind of how it was presented in the movie but yeah I, I agree with you I think actually on paper Jurassic World does make for a better starting point for this kind of game than Jurassic Park does although there is Jurassic Park DLC for this game I don't know what form it takes I didn't try any of the DLC I don't have any of it so it'd be hard to try it if you if you don't have it, uh, yes, generally speaking, yes. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I so don't, there's. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, there's definitely like uh, elements from that Jurassic World game in there. Like, obviously, you got the monorail in there, uh, and you. Are, I'm pretty sure you can do the like. Uh, I don't know what they're called. The orbs, the gyrosphere. Is it? Yeah, yeah, you can build those. I think I didn't get to that, but I think you can build those eventually. Um, like. I feel like to make to fulfill this game properly, like properly in the Jurassic World style, you you need those, a lot more of that stuff. And but I guess you've played it more, but the, it seems like they focus on some like kind of weird sort of um, camp, like quest, like campaign missions that you have to do that don't really make any sense. Yeah, um, I I like the game starts you out. It's basically impossible to. Um... It's basically impossible to uh, dive right into sandbox mode. I mean, it is impossible because you have to. There's there's a there's goals you have to meet in the campaign before it'll unlock sandbox mode for you. Uh, but you dive into the campaign and it's kind of split across five islands: the islands of death, and um, yeah, the one you great, start great on names. is very, very tutorialized. Uh, it's very much kind of introducing you to 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 the different mechanics and stuff. And to be honest, I actually think the tutorial stuff is quite badly done and and doesn't actually do a very good job of explaining things for you and 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 stuff i found quite early on actually was that like you'd be uh, things would be explained to you over like voiceover and if you missed it or you weren't paying attention or you you listened to it but then forgot or didn't catch something the game was really bad at just throwing up a little like piece of ui that would tell you exactly what to do or kind of providing you with like a, like a to-do list or something so i i feel like i was wasting a lot of time playing it trying to work out what it wanted me to do to kind of progress uh like there was there was a right, moment yeah. on the stream today where i'd advanced to the second island and it's the setup for the second island is that there's been a terrible storm so all the power's been shut down and buildings have been damaged and you need to kind of fix all that before you can start building it up again and having guests arrive and and the game was just really bad at kind of making clear exactly how you have to start re repairing things and restoring power and which order you should do it in and I, I wasted a lot of time on the stream trying to work that out and then eventually kind of got my head around it but by that time I just felt like I'd wasted so much time that I, I just went back to the first island where I'd kind of got the park up, up and running but I guess the frustrating thing is that I did eventually unlock sandbox mode, but then you dive in and in terms of resources and stuff, yes, it's all unlimited, but in terms of what you can use those resources to actually do, you're still restricted by what you've unlocked playing the actual campaign. So I was hoping to dive in and be like, let's build some, let's get some T-Rexes up in here. And it's like, no, they're still locked because you haven't got them yet in the campaign. It's like, well, it's Brilliant. not really a sandbox mode then, is it? You know, I don't want to play the whole campaign because I find the objectives quite boring and uh poorly poorly explained as well to be honest so yeah very much uh yeah 
Um, I I felt I feel like that is a problem that Frontier has with these games. Uh, I felt like the the explanations in uh, Planet Coaster weren't great either. Mm. Um, very much felt like you just had to just get involved and try and figure it out yourself. Selves, right? Self. Um, whereas obviously we've played other games like um, Parkitect, where I think does a pretty good job of it. Certainly considering like the scale of game. Like comparison, yeah, um, that park tech tutorial is very good. Uh, I, you know, still, you know, I, I thought I had struggled previously with some of the more complex concepts in that game, but playing through the tutorial, it's all very clearly laid out. And actually, you know, if you play through that again, you're coming back to it after a while, you get up to speed pretty quickly, and it's really nicely done. Yeah, for sure. You know, Jurassic World didn't have a tutorial really. Uh, that's kind of the purpose of the first island is to kind of teach you how to play and you know i mean the the main concepts are you know fairly obvious but yeah like i said it just took a bit of time to work stuff out because i just felt like i was fumbling around in the dark because the game itself did a bad job of explaining exactly how everything how everything worked so i mean i guess the kind of there's kind of two sides to it obviously you've got to be mindful of your finances and that kind of thing and the way you generate income is by getting guests in the park and getting guests to spend money. So you've got to have a certain degree, a certain amount of, you know, shops and uh, restaurants and a hotel and those kinds of things that you might expect to build in any game like this. But obviously the, the core or the key focus is your dinosaur exhibits. Uh, but there are kind of various stages you have to go through to end up with a dinosaur in your park. So first of all, you need you know all these different buildings set up so you need a you need the enclosure with the kind of uh uh you know a, a genetic station like a gene station to create the dinosaurs you need a fossil research station you need a expedition station you need a research center uh you know use the expedition center to send your teams out on runs to collect fossils they bring fossils back then you put the fossils into the fossil center to extract the dna from the fossils then you use the uh like the gene center place to uh to um, create the dinosaurs and all these different processes come with progress bars attached to them and it's it, it feels like the, one of the reasons it felt like a mobile game was it felt like the game was going to throw up a pop-up at any moment and be like hey Hey, just throw us, you know, two quid. We'll fill this bar right up for you, man. We'll fill it up right now. You don't have to keep waiting for this stupid bar like a sucker. And it's okay in the early goings because you've got enough stuff to keep you busy that knowing there are bars ticking over in the background isn't really too much of an issue because you're able to like, oh, you know, I'm still working on the overall layout of the park and building you know shops and stuff and making sure the pathways lined up nicely and making sure there's a, a power grid going around the park and i've got my rangers employed and yada 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 and making sure that stuff's in place but then once all that stuff is in place and you feel like okay my park is kind of where i want it to be now it's just about building on my collection of dinosaurs because that's ultimately what uh, gives you a higher rating and gets more guests in and allows you to um work towards you know the objectives that you get given which come in three categories yeah. there's like a research category or a science category uh, a security category which is a weird one i'll get to and an entertainment category um but then you then the bars do become an issue because it's like okay i can't really progress at this point unless i get a different kind of dinosaur in and to do that i need to probably go out on at least three or four expeditions because you need to be able to you need to have a genome of at least 50 percent quality to, to have a go at making the dinosaur so you need to have a certain amount of dna extracted so it can be quite a long process to collect everything get everything you need in place to even make a dinosaur yeah it does and sound like a lot it just it just adds up like the time adds up and um at that point i guess you're kind of hoping the objectives are interesting enough to maintain your interest away from just staring at progress bars and i think they're not so you've got entertainment ones which are kind of focused on the guest experience so building like viewing galleries and things like that and then you get science objectives which will be something like oh uh you know get a get a genome of a dinosaur up to 70 percent or something like that 
uh, and the higher the percentage you know the more chance that the dinosaur will be created safely and also you can add a kind of extra you can do some gene editing and give him different or give her different characteristics like make them different colors or make them better in fights and stuff uh, and then the security challenges are weird ones like um oh uh let a, let a dinosaur loose and have it attack some guests and we'll use this as a kind of training exercise for our security squads and it's like i don't know this is a very strange <laughs> way of justifying a what everyone comes to jurassic park films to see right which eventually is dinosaurs running amok uh but yeah. It feels like the game... There's no way, as far as I could tell, of that just happening dynamically in the game. Like, you kind of have to prompt. You have to be the trigger for uh, something like that to happen in the park. Like, you have to open the gates. You have to make that happen. Which I, I kind of think almost defeats the point. And maybe, maybe as you progress through the campaign, it becomes a bit more dynamic and you might have, like, power cuts and stuff and the enclosures can get knocked out and the doors can open, but... At the point I was playing, it all just felt a bit forced, and uh, the, the whole game feels a bit sterile for that, I guess. And I can't imagine it's much fun to watch either. I don't think it was a very good streaming game. I don't know what you thought of someone who was what who has watched a lot of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I keep going. I, I, the, it's one of the reasons I haven't watched. I haven't played it. Right? Is that I keep going? Oh, I should play this game, and I go, oh wait, but the last time I watched it, it didn't seem that interesting. Let me watch some more of it, and I'll watch a more recent version of the game, and it'll be like, nah, this is still, nah, I'm I'm good. <laughs> if if a game isn't entertaining while being streamed, then it's not going to be entertaining playing to, to play. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a good at streaming games. Like, I'm not a very engaging uh, streamer. I wouldn't suggest, but the game doesn't really do you any favors on that front like it's so slow i guess and you know games of that ilk i guess uh, by nature are slower paced but there's just too much waiting around in this particular game in in and very much in the way that mobile games make you wait around as a way of tempting you to spend money except i mean this game doesn't have microtransactions i mean you can buy you know dlc which are come in the form of like kind of actual expansions which is fair enough but it, it's 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 odd that there are so many progress bars one thing i don't know is whether they're quite so uh disruptive in like sandbox mode I, do, I don't know i didn't get deep enough into sandbox mode to really know as soon as i kind of saw that you didn't just have all the dinosaurs unlocked from the off i just thought well this is not gonna this isn't doing what i want it to do so whatever i don't care and kind of yeah. backed out but that makes sense Kind of a bummer, kind of a bummer. Yeah, very much sounds is, like is, it. Is, is that? I mean, is there anything to it that you th that you like based on what you've seen? Um, Demon qualities. The music it plays. The music at the main menu, Josh. The music is the, cool. Uh, the music. I think the audio is pretty good overall. Uh, I don't know. Did you hear what? that Chris Pratt sound alike? Oh, that is true. Yeah, the Chris Pratt sound alike is is rough. Uh, they do well, have thing other I, characters, it, right? But. They do have other characters, but it's really... I don't know if you saw... They obviously have the rights to use Chris Pratt. Oh, well, they basically have the rights, it seems, to use the, the likenesses of the, the newer characters. So Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt, uh, I guess Dr. Wu, who was in the old movie, but he's obviously in the new ones. So you can go into like the, the game's sort of database and look through the characters and it will have like a picture of Chris Pratt and say Owen Grady and get, tell you who he is and stuff. Uh... They don't have his voice, obviously. I don't know. I think the only... I mean, um, Jeff Goldblum is obviously kind of the main narrator, and he's just Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldblum, apparently. Very Jeff Goldblum uh, in this. Bryce Dallas Howard is real. Is, is that confirmed? Uh, according to the Wikipedia page, yes. Oh, nice. I did think that um, it was her, or, or a very good sound alike. Chris Pratt is not a good sound alike uh, at all. B.D. Wong is also... Uh, reprises his role oh okay i don't think i ever heard from him uh where i got uh, to i don't know whether you only hear him in the dlc because he was uh oh maybe because he's dr Wu, right yes um so, so secrets of dr Wu uh is dlc paid DLC. i um 
I, I, I find I found it very funny that they clearly didn't even have the rights to use the likenesses, like a still image of Laura Dern, because you, you find her, uh, what's her name, Ellie, someone. You find her in the database, and it's just a picture of a, it's a picture of a triceratops. Yeah, it's the one. That it's she just saved, presented like... in the database as if that's her. Like, oh hey, it's a it's a triceratops called Ellie. And you can name all the dinosaurs. Like one thing I enjoyed was you can name everything in the games. You can name all your buildings. You can name literally uh, everything, all the dinosaurs. And um, so, you, you know, it felt like you kind of had to, at that point, name your Triceratops Laura Dern. Of course. Because that's obviously who she really is. That's her true self. True, uh, true self. Her true self. Uh, I mean, just looking here at some of the critical reception this game got, and to be fair, Josh, I'm right on the money. I'm well in tune with the uh, game gaming critic here. Well, uh, the dinosaur designs and the graphics were well received, apparently. Uh, the game looks pretty nice. I, I don't know what resolution it's running at. I was playing it, by the way. The first time I played it, I was on a, I was on a peasant Xbox One X. Uh, today, I was running it on a Series X. Which is very exciting. Load times pretty good. Uh, not not gone. They're still there, but they're they're, they're pretty good. It's been a few weeks. I can't remember what they were like on the One X, uh, but obviously they would have been a bit longer than they are now. Uh, and it's got HDR. Uh, it wasn't particularly eye catching HDR, but it's got HDR. Uh, but the game's contract, simulation, and management gameplay were less well received. So basically, the game part people didn't like. <laughs> a bit of a problem. For a game, uh, and the tutorial yeah, and learning curve as well. And again, you know, there isn't really a tutorial. It does a really bad job at teaching you how to play the damn thing, which is a shame. Like I feel like games like this really do need to um, show you the ropes. You need to get the most out of it, and this generally, game yeah, doesn't generally really helpful. do a good job of that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, we were unsure as to whether to cover this for the series. You know, is it really a theme park game? I think actually, yes, it kind of is. Like, it's got all the trappings of a theme park management game. It's just not a very good one or a very interesting one. And, yeah, uh, I agree. I think that's the the bummer. And I think that it puts too many obstacles in your way to actually do the main, to achieve the main fun, which is to make the dinosaurs. That's what you want to be doing. And it's like a multi-step process and every step involves staring at a progress bar. So, and some of them are long, like three or four minutes. And it's like, what are we doing here? Like, what? Who is this? Is this a balancing thing? I, I don't know. Like, it's just a bloody dinosaur game. Just let me get to the. Just let me enjoy this. Um, yeah. And it's it seems like it puts too many obstacles in your way, for some reason. It's a tragedy, I tell you. It's a tragedy. Like Darth Plagueis the Wise. Uh, yes, exactly like that. Yes. Oh, but what, what do you think of the uh, all the Star Wars news, Josh? There's a lot of it this week. Uh, yeah, I want to hear the uh, tragedy of Darth Plagueis Wise. Though I think they should do a short story uh, <laughs> on that. I mean, eventually we are going to get to the point, aren't we? Where they will, I'm sure they will do that, and then give it another sort of 15 years, and Disney Plus is like got an, an, an enormous wealth of of content on it but you know maybe struggling for brand new stuff and it's like oh you see that there uh that chair there in the background <laughs> of this scene in uh attack of the clones with jar jars talking to padme on coruscant uh yeah that chair we're gonna we're gonna do an entire series about how that chair that, got right there chair. yeah and that's what how the did show that is chair really cool. get right there how'd that chair get there a Star Wars story. Oh, I'd watch it. It's Star yeah. Wars, so I almost feel obliged. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I overall kind of bummed out by Jurassic World Evolution. I, I you know, I, it's not. I was about to say it's on Game Pass. It's not. It was a. It was a Games with Gold game on Xbox a while ago. So that's how I got hold of it. But you know, I just feel like there are too many obstacles in the way of the fun. And I think to be fair, even if you take the obstacles away, the, the fun is not really deep enough to, to, to kind of keep your interest for too long. I, I, I might fiddle with the sandbox mode a little bit. I know I kind of backed out as soon as I saw that it wasn't doing exactly what I wanted it to do. 
I might give it a go anyway, just because it might be nice to play it without the rest- the financial restrictions. But I'm not itching to do it in a way that I feel like I I tend to have a real itch to you know booting up Rollercoaster Tycoon three earlier this year for the first time in a long time, and being able to just dive straight into sandbox mode, and it is exactly what a sandbox mode should be. And I spent I think I spent an entire day of that first lockdown playing RCT3 and building like an entire theme park and being like, that was a satisfying use of time. <laughs> and I feel like you can, I couldn't really do that in Jurassic World. I, I, I go into sandbox mode as it is right now and I can't even get a blooming T-Rex dinosaur that's on the box, Josh. No, not allowed that, Tom. It's, it's not like you. buying the Spider-Man game and it being like, no, sorry, uh, you can't play as Spider-Man yet. You need to play as uh, Aunt May for 12 hours. Oh, and then once, once you've completed every mission as Aunt May and got five star rating, then then we might let you play as Ned. Just and then, and then, Iron Man for the whole time. And then you might be able to play as um, Spider Man, but we'll we'll see. It's no guarantee. There's there's lots of objectives for you to do first. So Great. yeah, I think this game's kind of a bummer. But one thing I haven't spoken about, I did I did speak about it plenty on the stream, was that the UI and like the control scheme I, I find I found to be very good and very intuitive. And I think actually um, I would have loved for the game itself to be good, but with one eye on planet coaster and being curious to see how that works on xbox uh, i was encouraged by how well the control scheme came across to console and how easy it was to uh, operate everything on the gamepad so hopefully it's as good on planet coaster and uh, that game is i think much much better and uh, if it controls well on console that hopefully will be a good way of playing that game have you have you have you seen any of Planet Coaster on console yet? Have you looked into that at I, all? Or are you going to go in blind? I'm I'm going to go in blind. Um, obviously, I've played it on I've played it a lot on uh, the PC. I've watched a lot of it on PC. I haven't watched any of it on the console. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that plays in comparison to the PC. Nice. Uh, it's been pointed out as well, actually, that this game felt to many people like a kind of spiritual successor to a game called Operation Genesis, which was also a kind of construction management game obviously uh, Jurassic Park themed and this was um, this was also a PC and console game came out in 2002 um, sorry 2003 in fact wow and it was out for PC Xbox and PS2 um, oh man Josh I mean if this if we consider this a theme park game is does that mean we've we've messed up and missed a Missed Operation Genesis. <laughs> Missed Operation Genesis. Oh. Get the PlayStation 2 out of the cupboard. Oh, wait, you've got a PlayStation 3 that can play PlayStation 2 games. I do, yeah. So if I can find a copy, maybe. Um, there you go. I mean, it's, it's on PC, so I don't know if you can find it on, like, Steam or, or uh, not. I don't know. I'll have, have, have a quick look. Right now, have a quick Tom. look. Nice. Now, in all seriousness, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe, maybe it'll be a, maybe it would be a fun one to stream. To be honest, you know, I wasn't completely in favour of this being a theme park game, but we asked the people on Twitter. They gave us a definitive answer. They said yes, Jurassic Park, Stroke Jurassic World is a theme park, and therefore this qualifies for this series. Um, but RCT Adventures doesn't because it's too expensive and bad. Um, so there we are. Don't get me wrong, Ghost Rider. It's not on Steam? It's not on Steam. Lego oh, Jurassic World is, though. Lego Jurassic World, nice. I bought that on Xbox yeah. a few weeks ago. It was on sale, and I was like... I haven't played a Lego game for a long time. I don't know if I'll ever even like play this properly, like actually commit and finish it, but I just want to see. I just There are certain scenes from Jurassic Park that I want to see in Lego form. And I'm not one of these people that will just be like, watch it on YouTube. It's like, nah, it's not the same. And it was like six quid. I'm going to give it a go. I feel like there's potential for them to have, I think a Lego Jeff Goldblum is something I need to experience for myself in 4K, you know, not on YouTube. Josh? Tom? You, you still there? Yes. I thought I'd lost you for a second there. So uh, you obviously I, just deep in thought about Lego Jeff. Yeah, uh, Lego Jeff is. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, uh, that's going to do it. I mean, you know, you never know. Rollercoaster Tycoon Adventures maybe one day will be on a, a Switch sale. 
maybe. Uh, and if um, it ever hits a more affordable price, maybe we'll maybe we'll loop back round and we'll do it. But yeah, uh, just one thing to say. Uh, quid, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, while we're on kind of a Jurassic on Jurassic World, um, the DLC for Planet Zoo has just come out. Um, the aquatic pack that allows you to add aquatic animals like penguins and alligators and things like that. Oh, nice. I thought you were going to say yeah. dinosaurs have been added. No. <laughs> no. Um, Unfortunately not. But that's kind of what I want. I don't know. That's like they could have just made Planet Zoo but with dinosaurs, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I keep saying, the key problem with this game is that there's too many obstacles between you getting uh, the dinosaurs into a park. Like, it's it's like putting a shop down, and putting the, um, uh, you know, con- constructing the park, kind of the the uh, the skeleton of the park, if you like. Is, is a fine experience. Like, I don't have a problem with that. It all, it's all very straightforward and it works as you'd want it to. Uh, but, the, but, the, but the bloody, the dinosaur part is like, why are there sort of four very tedious steps? Like, because it's not engaging. None of, no part of the getting the dinosaurs ready process is engaging. It is literally tapping a few buttons and watching a progress bar. It's the type, it's like, it's as engaging as it is. And you remember in the old, some of the old Assassin's Creed games where you had like a guild i think in some of those Ezio games you had like a guild and you could send out assassins on missions and you and they would have yeah. a progress bar and then and then you know you give it a few minutes and they'd come back and they'd have some money for you and they'd level up maybe or whatever uh, but of course um you know you could while that was while those bars were moving in assassin's creed you were off playing assassin's creed which is you know back then certainly was pretty fun um and and, and you got from the, doing those things more powerful assassins that you could call in and help you in other parts of the game. In the case of Jurassic World, you've got all these progress bars and the only thing you can do while you're watching them go up is manage the rest of your park. And as I say, once you've got your park into a position that you're generally happy with it and you just want to get more dinosaurs in, you all you're doing is staring at bars. Unless you go and make your own fun because you can, you know, you, you have rangers and you can drive the, drive the buggies yourself if you like. You can power slide. Or you can just oh, get an so, helicopter uh, and start so much shooting like Zoo Tycoon for the Xbox. Like, yes, absolutely. Or you can, you know, shoot dinosaurs. I got an achievement called Shooter for I think shooting a dinosaur from 125 meters away, which was probably the best thing that happened in the game. Or was that for getting a headshot? That was a rare achievement, were, right? There were two achievements I got. Yeah, yeah, it was. There was one for getting a headshot, headshotting a dinosaur, <laughs> and there was one for shooting a dinosaur from 125 meters. One of them was rare, and one of them was called Shooter. I think they were the same one, and I can't remember which one it was. Well, I mean, that's a lot of talk about Jurassic World Evolution, more than I expected us to do, and um, maybe more than it deserved. Yeah, I would say so in the in the grand scheme of things. Um, yeah, it's a shame, really. Yeah, definitely. I, I would very much have liked this game to be good. I was talking on the stream, actually, what would be my dream Jurassic Park game, and it was I was thinking something like, you could probably do like a big open world game, like 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 the setup for Jurassic Park Three, like you're lost on the island, uh, yeah. Or you know, and the park's been shut down and whatever. Or maybe you know, use the the you know the something like uh, Alien Isolation or or the recent Resident Evil remakes as inspiration, and have like uh, you know the setup for Jurassic Park, where you know the park's just been shut down and dinosaurs are loose. And it's a bit more, a bit more of a horror game, like a survival horror game. Yeah, horror, oh, You're just being be stalked cool. by dinosaurs, you know. That'd Either of those cool. concepts uh, come at me. Whoever's responsible for licensing at Universal, come find me. Let's talk. We'll find a developer seen, who's best equipped to do this, and we'll get something done. Have you seen Among Us? Have you seen that game at all? Oh, uh, I yeah. I, I mean, I know it's like one of the big breakout hits of the year even though it's like a couple of years old right it's like bizarrely yes. taken on this like but i'm not to be honest with you no i'm not actually that familiar with it i feel like a bit of an old man but i've not really <laughs> not really in tune with the discourse around among us um well basically uh it's like um there's there's te- up to 10 people and up to two people are uh, um 
trying to kill the rest of them, but you don't know who it is and no one talks. So it's like trying to figure out who's who. Um, mm. But I think, you know, if they if they could add a way to, uh, you know, add DLC to that game for Jurassic Park DLC, where there's a, bag, there's a bad guy looming around that you have to be careful of, but you also have to be careful of dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, all you, I mean, basically what I'm getting from this is Among Us and add dinosaurs. And you can say that about any <laughs> game. FIFA with dinosaurs. Yes. Like if you yes, go if please. you go more than five goals behind on FIFA online, you're allowed to airdrop in a T-Rex who just stomps around the pitch eating opposition players. If you could, that'd be great. Yeah. Or, you know, a Call of Duty perk, seven kills in a row. You're not calling in a helicopter anymore. You're calling in raptors. <laughs> I mean, Call of Duty's got so crazy. I mean, that doesn't sound completely out of the realms of possibility at, you know one day you can just dinosaurs or a kill streak <laughs> i could see it yeah that is true yeah uh yeah i mean not enough good dinosaur games out there someone needs to sort this out um oh yeah 100 percent. parkosaurus maybe maybe that'll be good yeah I, th- this game actually makes me want to play more parkosaurus or play parkosaurus full stop i should say hmm yeah well 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 Maybe you could stream some of that on the channel. Yeah, hopefully I actually get around to doing some of that streaming malarkey. Well, we're coming up on Christmas, Josh, so you're going to have all the time in the world uh, to... That is um, very true. ...play video games. Uh, But that's going to do it. That's a long podcast for a bad, God, you know, a middling game, disappointing game, unremarkable game. Uh, Let's get out of here, I think. Josh, unless you have anything, anything at all... No, nothing. (laughs) All right, well, uh, you can keep up with the show in the week while we're away uh, at Park Rush Podcast on Twitter. You can email us, podcast at parkrush.com and uh, find us at parkrush.com. Show notes are at joshualawrence.info. Twitch page is twitch.tv slash parkrush. And, of course, uh, we're on all good podcasting apps. And uh, I think, yeah, that's going to do it. Next week, the plan is, uh, unless there's any major news, to do this again, but for Planet Coaster Console Edition. And then that will take us up to Christmas. So exciting times, I guess. But until then, everyone, yeah. uh, take uh, take it easy and stay safe from coronavirus. Uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. See ya. See ya.